edition of You Wouldn't Get It. Connor McPartland alongside your younger brother and co-host Aiden McPartland. Say hi to people, Aiden. Hello. Uh, the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards took place on Sunday at 8 Eastern. What is that? 5 o'clock West Coast time. I don't know any other times other than ours, so yeah, can't West help you. Coast, they were back. They're back three hours. And Aiden and I are going to give you just uh, a recap. I'm not going to say it's a quick recap because it probably no, it's going to be a while. But a recap. Knowing us, it's going to take at yeah. least 40 minutes. Um, we're going to do more of a deep dive into the film awards, yes. more so than television, because obviously the film awards, while they some of them mean something for the Oscars when it's at the Globes, some of them don't mean some some stuff for the Oscars. So we'll get into that. But first, I wanted to start just really quick. With Ricky Gervais, it was his fifth time hosting. Um, we talked a little bit about what we were expecting from him his fifth time around. Uh, you and I, we we have a little bit of a disagreement on how we thought Ricky Gervais did. Why don't you? How did you think he did hosting? I thought it was fine, but in fairness, I'm not really a host person for an award show because I think that all they do is just do a monologue. And well, the Globes is very yeah. much just a monologue and then coming back like three or four times to introduce presenters. Yeah, and that was really it. Whereas the Emmys and the Oscars, you're kind of... They do some bits well, with the Well, you're kind of, um, what's the word? Expected to do bits yeah. in between. But, I mean, most of his jokes were just like insulting people. Well, that's what I wanted still, to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah because and, you told me like after the Globes what he really just did and I didn't steal that from you so. yeah well the reason that i didn't like it is because he didn't i don't think that he told jokes throughout the night you know you think back to some of his most famous jokes probably his most famous jokes to come out of his five times hosting is when he was presenting mel gibson and he says i like a drink as much as the next guy unless the next guy is mel gibson and that's funny that's a joke that has a punchline to it what gervais was doing throughout the entire night was just saying controversial statements and he was hoping to get laughs from that. For example, he was uh, announcing the presenters for the best director category. And he stopped and he was like, I know that there's controversy around this category because no females were direct were nominated for best director. And I have an easy solution to that. Just don't hire females for as directors anymore. Now, that's not really yeah, that a was, joke. That <laughs> that's just good. a controversial statement. And the whole laughs that would come from that is the fact that nobody would actually say that anymore in our day and age. So that was what I was most disappointed by. I've read a lot of pieces about his hosting. A lot of people complained about how he just didn't, obviously didn't care about hosting. Yeah, he truly didn't. I was fine with that, that because I like to think that he plays this character whenever he hosts the Golden yeah. Globes. He has this persona of a guy who just absolutely hates doing it. And so by the fifth time around, he's just so miserable. You know, he said, F you to the audience many, many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I was fine with that aspect. It was just the fact that he wasn't actually saying, I don't think he was saying jokes. He was just saying controversial statements. But I still find it. People love it. Thing, I mean, yeah. it's it got, his monologue has like 11 million views on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, this year gained or lost viewers compared to last year? I had the numbers. Um, I will guess lost. Okay, how many do you think? It is lost. Okay. How many do you think they lost? Two million. They lost 300,000. Crud. 
2019's was 18.6 million viewers. This year's was 18.3 million viewers. So not a large drop-off. No. Still a drop-off, but not large. Um, so, all right. So the first award of the night, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon presented it. Um, the, whoever presents the first award of the night doesn't come <laughs> from so backstage. They have to come from wherever they're sitting. And I remember last year, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga presented this and a stars born's table was actually where the irishman's table was this year which is directly across from the stairs so it took them 10 seconds to get up on stage but jennifer aniston and reese witherspoon were sitting at the morning show table (laughs) which if you don't know how the golden globes is set up they have everybody it takes place in this like really in a big banquet hall in this fancy hotel in la and compared to how many people they have yeah because they cram so many tables and people in there and they have the television in the back and the film in the front so it took Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon a long time to get up to stage. It kind of felt like that they were winning an award. <laughs> but uh, they introduced force, first award in the night, Best Actor in a Television Series, Comedy or Musical. Went to Rami Youssef for Rami. I'm upset that I didn't guess this because that's a show and a performance that the Hollywood Foreign Press just loves. Because it's an underrated show that no one watched. Nobody watched it. But at least it, he acknowledged it. That's that was, that was like one of my favorite speeches of the night. Exactly. He was just... Like, so honest, like, I know none of you guys know who I am. You yeah. probably think I'm an editor or something. Yeah, I know none of you watch my show. And what was even cool, too, is that Gervais in his monologue said, I, one of the things that I did love throughout the night is how he hated the three-hour runtime yeah. of the show. But he said, in order to decrease the runtime, when you win your award, go up on stage, thank your agent, thank your God, and F off. And Rami Youssef, as soon as he got up on stage, he thanked his agent, and then he thanked the Muslim god that he prays to because he's Muslim. And I think that was the first time anyone has thanked a Muslim god yeah. in their award show speech. So it was one of my favorites. From that one speech, I'm interested in what show he did. Yeah, it's only six episodes. Like, it's kind of like Fleabag. Like, I think you could finish the first season in, like, two hours or something like that. I watched the pilot, and it was – it's not, you know – a straight out comedy, but it's not like dark like Barry or anything like that. Um, and then Aniston and Witherspoon stuck around to present another award, Best Actor in a Miniseries or Television Film. Went to Russell Crowe for the loudest voice. Crowe was not in attendance at the Globes. He was at Australia helping combat the wildfires. He sent kind of a speech, but not really. It was just more. It, yeah. Jennifer Aniston read it, and it was just more about the wildfires. And about this is because of climate change. I guess it was the first political speech of the night. Yeah. Kind of. Good for her. She probably could have gotten controversy off of that, but she was like, I'm doing it. I'm saying that. Oh, speech. yeah. Yeah. I mean, she would, I, yeah. She was great at it. Um, then Matt Bomer and Sophia Vergara. Well, actually, it was Annette Benning introduced 1917. And then right afterwards, Elton John and Bernie Tappan introduced Rocket Man which we have to talk about these introductions for films. I know yeah, they're, uh, the Academy, the Globes, and the SAGs do them. I know they're never going to get rid of them. It doesn't really matter. It only saved like five minutes because they're 30 seconds apiece. But they have to space them out better. Absolutely. I don't want to see two in a row, and then we'll get to it. But Rachel Weisz at like, what was it, 10.45? yeah. Around I would say there. I would say around like late in the show, yeah. She came out to introduce the two popes, which I realized I told you at like ten thirty. I was like, we still have they still have to do the introduction for the two popes. Why don't they just skip it? I mean, there's no chance that the two popes no, is gonna I, win no. this. 
but I remember at the Oscars last year, like Olivia Coleman just won Best Actress and it was like 1045 and they only had Best Director and Best Picture to do. And you and I were like, they may actually get this show done within three hours or under three hours. And we were super excited. And then they came back from commercial break and they did Green Book's introduction. And it was just such a momentum killer. W- yeah, that's the worst thing about those yeah. things is that they just kill the momentum of the show. Yeah, Like it's a bathroom break but you can only take so many bathroom breaks during the ceremony. Yeah. Like, you can't go to the bathroom two times in a row. Yeah, you which is why space I, them out. I didn't like it. Um, Matt Bomer and Sofia Vergara introduced Best Supporting Actor in a series, miniseries, or television film. It was it was upsetting to get disappointed this early in the show because Andrew Scott sadly did not win for Fleabag. Stellan Skarsgård won for Chernobyl which means that they should really just change it to Best Supporting Actor in a limited series because only people in limited yeah. series have won it for the past seven years. It, yeah, they should just rename it. Yeah. But like, Andrew Scott not winning, that was It's going to be that. like Harry Russell never winning anything for the Americans. It's inconceivable that it's not going to happen. Nice use of that word. Inconceivable. I've, I've never once heard you say that word. I think ever. I've quoted The Princess Bride enough times. Yeah, but instead of quote, like, you know, oh, just like just in, in everyday yeah. life. It's ridiculous. I mean, it is. It's, he gave, it's crazy that he doesn't even get an Emmy now. He gave the most it. charming performance probably of the decade, yeah. it seems. Absolutely. And it was so funny in it. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy crazy me you know i'll be honest here another hot take i'm gonna do connor's hot take at the podcast i think he should have gotten a nomination over henry winkler for barry that's my hot take henry winkler barry season two not as good as henry winkler barry season one that's my no i'm not Hmm. no i think andrew scott should have gotten the nomination uh and then matt bomer and sophia vergara stuck around again we didn't a lot of presenters pulled two awards. We didn't see a lot of presenters yeah. throughout the night. It was pretty much the same people the whole night. And here's where it kind of gets crazy, because they introduced Best Television Series Drama. I Without doing any other drama stuff. Without doing any of the acting categories. I could tell pretty early on, and I think you could too, that it seemed like they were going to do all the television awards first and yeah. then film. But the way that they spaced them out you have television drama going first it went to succession and, and that's kind of a bummer because i could tell afterwards i was like oh well brian cox has a pretty good chance gonna of win, winning yeah yeah it, yeah it was they have to learn how to space yeah. them out and then uh it took succession a long time to get up on the stage because there were so many people um harvey Keitel introduced the irishman ricky gervais made his funniest joke in the night i think was was it him who said that uh, the Irishman's introduction was going to be 88 minutes long. Yeah, he said that. That was that was the best. That, joke that was the best. It joke was. Out. And it cut to Martin Scorsese like, yeah, yeah, he was just taking a- the time. Martin Scorsese like, even when they, even when he mentioned the Marvel comment comments that he made, and he's sitting like a table away from Scarlett Johansson, yeah. which would be a really awkward situation. He's just nodding along. Yeah, he was. He seemed like he was having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Like um, that, the. Uh, what was it? The roll, the ride joke or something? Oh yeah, do? I can't remember what it was specifically. And but yeah. He pretty much just like said that Martin Scorsese was short, and he was just like, "It's true." Yeah, he wasn't tall enough to go on yeah. any of the rides at the amusement parks. Yeah. Um, Ted Danson and Kerry Washington, Best Actress Television Series, Comedy or Musical, Most Surprise Year, went to Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Obviously, well deserving. 
Uh, Kit Harrington and Sienna Miller presented Best Foreign Language Film. It went to Parasite. What? I know. And even though you and I basically said Parasite has this as a lock, when it did win, I kind of thought that there was going to be some momentum for Parasite throughout the rest of the night, that we were going to see some sort of sweep here. Even though you and I both predicted that Bong Joon, who would win uh, Best Director, yeah, it kind of felt that way. It he did. came out on stage. He brought his translator, even though he said first thirty seconds of his speech in English. Yeah, it was a good speech too. I thought it was. Yeah, he said uh, basically once you get past the one inch uh, subtitles, subtitles, you can go into any movie. Yeah, and that was really good. It was. It was really good, especially with the great crop of foreign language films that were nominated that night and that we got this year. What, do you count Farewell as a foreign language movie? Because well, they do speak English quite a lot. Well, it was in interesting because it. it said USA, it, yeah. right? It came, I don't know how that's... I think that that's just a Hollywood foreign press and anything with subtitles they consider to be a foreign film. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Farewell didn't get a foreign language nomination at the Oscars, in all honesty. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, and then... One of the loves of my life, Kate McKinnon, introduced the Carol Burnett Award to Ellen DeGeneres. I don't know why I have to defend Ellen DeGeneres getting this award, but I've listened to a lot of recaps of the Golden Globes, a lot of podcasts, and they're very confused why Ellen DeGeneres got this award. Um, Some of them say it was just an excuse to have Ellen DeGeneres at the Golden Globes. Obviously, they haven't seen her career ever, I guess. Obviously not, considering she was the first... female comedian to be on the couch at Carson. Yeah, yeah, when she went on Carson and he invited her over to the couch, it was huge because he never did that. Rarely did he do that and he never did it with a female comedian. Um, It was a beautiful introduction. It was was great. It was was great. And Kate McKinnon, she's she's gay, but she's not very open about it. I think that was the first time she's ever actually on stage said that before and it was it was just such a great speech and then Ellen DeGeneres came up on stage great speech made it by her so too funny it was more funny than I thought because I thought it was going to be a be kind to one another-esque speech yeah. she should have ended it like that she should she should end every speech she does with that she well, should have ended the Oscars like that let's be honest yeah I well do we know for a fact that she didn't I don't think she did no um, she didn't thank Portia though, which I found interesting. Yeah. She went into the bit about how she thanked her husband Matt and their two and kids. Her kids, but they're in college. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was just a very funny speech. It was. Her. I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, Tim, Tim Allen and Laura Graham introduced uh, best actor television series drama. I don't know why Tim Allen is so involved in the Hollywood Foreign Press. I think he wore the exact same outfit. I think he did. I guess he has last minute standing coming out. I understand why Laura Graham did because I don't know if you know this, Aiden. She has a new show on really? NBC. Are you kidding? Called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Oh my goodness, commercials. You remember last year at the Oscars when uh, Whiskey Cavalier oh my gosh, it was the yeah. first commercial during every block, and I felt like that was the case for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It was. It went from the like behind-the-scenes one to just... The, the actual like every... trailer back to the behind-the-scenes. We watched that. I feel like at some point in a, the commercial break, we watched that twice we probably did we probably did it it was i guess it's better than the fox approach of actually having the characters come up on stage or just incorporating them into the award show (laughs) that's so stupid yeah 
um, Best Actor Television Series Drama. It went to Brian Cox for Succession, which we, again, knew because yeah. Succession won Best Drama. So the chances of him winning. Do you winning think were very like high. they just put every television thing like in some rent? You know the things that they do at Bingo where they just oh, roll yeah. the thing and they just pull it out. Okay, it's the actor, uh, supporting actor, drama. Okay, that's okay. third. Wait, wait, wait. Shouldn't we do the actors and drama before we do? Best Are you drama? questioning the Bingo spin thing? You don't even know the name of it. Well, I know that it's helpful for us. Okay, I'm just saying. Well, won't people be confused if we announce best drama before actor or actress in a drama no okay um where am I now? all right and then we got our first film award of the night Ewan mcgregor and margot robbie presented best screenplay um interestingly enough it went to quentin tarantino for once upon a time in hollywood kind of a surprise a little bit eh, who yeah. did who did you have for this, do you remember? I don't. I don't remember. But in fairness, I, I forgot the other nominees. Well, there was um, Parasite, Irishman, Two Popes, and then one more. Marriage Story. Marriage we both thought I, Marriage Story. I thought Marriage yes, Story was right. going to win, because I thought that it was going to win at least something. Well, and we'll get into that later yeah. about the shutout that Netflix got. But... Um, Quentin Tarantino accepted his award. Like always, it seemed like he was on some sort of. He looks like he's always on the right amount of like drugs. Yeah, it seems. It seems like he does as much cocaine as his characters do. Yeah. in his movies. Um, but I love that Margot Robbie presented it. For yeah, him. that was a that cute was, moment. That was good. Um, this does this, and you have to remember that at the Globes, at the Oscars, they split it into adapted screenplay an original screenplay but once upon a time in hollywood is actually going to be going up up against four of the other nominees that were in this category so does this make him a front runner now because a lot of people thought that he was going to win director and bombback was going to win screenplay like we both said Um, i mean i would say yeah i think that that makes him the front runner and is it more deserving to win over marriage story that's that's tough to say because they're both extremely different movies. Yes. Once Upon a Time is more dialogue heavy. Oh, I, I thought Marriage Story was well, more dialogue heavy. Well, I guess. Like, I don't know. I honestly. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is more of a unique story. Yeah, it I is. feel like, and it took him a while to come up with characters like it that. It certainly has a more unique idea, but, and, like, you couldn't make the argument that it did, like, have better dialogue i guess but like the a lot of things in marriage story script were just so amazing like the yeah. fight scene the, yeah there are more subtleties in in marriage story like um when after he takes his son out trick-or-treating in la and he pulls out and he pours out the bowl and there's like no candy in there at all but he picks something up and he's like did somebody give you a lighter <laughs> and just like good. that subtlety is really and like funny. it's it's so great with mixing comedy in it. What I didn't find many jokes no, in I, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I found Mare's story a lot more funnier. Yes, absolutely. Mostly absolutely. because of the the delivery of it, but yeah. also just like it's actually a really funny joke. While Once Upon a Time, I didn't really find a lot of funny jokes. Well, in it's it. the Quentin Tarantino yeah. dark humor in the movie. Like I'm sure most of the humor that he thought in the movie came from like the final scene where. 
she's getting her face ripped up by a dog and DiCaprio sets her on fire yeah. with a blowtorch. That was a good scene though when he walked out with the yeah. flintflower. I've forgotten. About it was that. it was really was good. good. It has a lot of subtlety things in once upon well, a time. Yeah, that's like that's a great use of like a movie that knows it has a long runtime and so when it you know, like the I, very one of the first yeah. scenes we see him use a blowtorch and then two and a half hours later we see him use it again. And it's kind of like the scene where Brad Pitt's on top of the roof about to fix the antenna and he's like thinking about like well why doesn't this dude like me and he flashes back to just earlier that day where he fought bruce lee and destroyed like the director's car yeah and then it just cuts and that's like a full 15 minute scene and it comes cuts back to brad pitt on the roof and he just says i guess that's fair enough yeah like Like, he really strives for a joke yeah quentin tarantino does he'll go for like 30 minutes just to get one joke in yeah Whereas in Mara's story, you have direct jokes, like when Adam Driver cuts his forearm open yeah. and starts bleeding. That's like direct humor. Yeah. Um, best. All right, here we go. Amy Poehler and Taylor Swift presented probably the biggest upset in the night. <laughs> best animated feature film. Absolutely. Went wow. to Missing Link. Over <laughs> four movies that I'm pretty sure made about two billion dollars more than this small stop motion film did it was crazy because you and i said along with everybody that had probably the least chance of winning in my mind it went lion king and then missing link that's yeah, true absolutely that's true what the i heck don't no, i don't i truly can't explain it it beat toy story 4 and frozen 2 but I have a question. Are you angry that it won? Because I'm not angry. I'm actually, like... I think Toy Story 4 was a better movie. I did yeah. like Missing Link. A lot of people were unhappy because they thought it was a worse movie than Toy Story 4. I don't think it's a worse I don't think... Well, you have to say it implies yeah. that it's a bad movie. I thought it was... Like, at the end of it, I was just like, that's cute. That was a cute yeah, movie. Yeah, that was a cute movie. Yeah. Like, that's nice to have on in the background when... You don't really want to focus hard on on a movie, or you're doing something else, and you just want something, some white noise. That's a really good movie to have. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. It certainly does have a lot of funny, I wouldn't say scenes, but just shots. Well, it's funny shot, but it also has funny scenes, like it when yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman and Zach Galifianakis in. are breaking yeah. in to Zoe Saldana's. Uh, but there's place. a lot more shots in that that I found funny. When he's running into the wall, it's just a f- wide tape. Yeah, and it doesn't cut away and just sees them run into the wall. And I thought that was hilarious because of the way they shot it. And that goes with, like, most of the scenes in the movie, it mm-hmm. seems. Or, like, when they're getting on the train and the Link sits down and then the woman, like, skyrockets, hit the, hits the ceiling and then falls back into <laughs> yeah. the seat. Like, subtle it's certainly, like that. Yeah, it's certainly a more subtle comedy-type movie. Now, is this going to carry over into the I don't Oscars? know. I truly can't say because... Where Toy Story 3 got a nomination for Best Picture, let alone winning Best Animated Film that year. I don't know. I would say Toy Story 4 is still the front runner. I would be very surprised if it happened. Now, I said that about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse last year. Granted, that was before I actually watched it and thought that it deserved to win. But I don't know. We'll see. Do you think that because it's stop motion, that helps it a little bit? 
No, I would say no. not. Because only one stop-motion movie has ever won, and that was, like, its second year. That was Wallace and Gromit, Yeah, right? that was Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. And in fairness, I don't think... That was, like, 2004, I would mm-hmm. say, and it wasn't really that big of a year for animated movies, yeah, it seemed. Yeah. Well, there were only three nominees that year, I think. Yeah, it was, like, earlier, so, like, they barely nominated yeah. anything. Um... So that was definitely, I think, the biggest upset yeah. of the night. That was the most surprising. I wouldn't say upset. I would say surprise. Yeah. Biggest surprise. Uh, DiCaprio and Pitt introduced Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Then uh, Gwyneth Paltrow came out with Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture. Do you remember her dress? Her dress was very, I loved her dress. It was like a see-through. It. it was orange, like this orange see-through dress. And it was just, it was really beautiful. Um, Best Supporting Actress went to Laura Dern. Marriage Story. Obviously. No surprise yeah. there. Be honest with me. Did you think for a second when she was reading off the nominations that it was going to go to Jennifer Lopez? Absolutely. Because J-Lo just seems like the type of person that that, that the Globes lo- like a little bit more than Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that that kind of gave her a little bit more of the edge. But I mean, Laura Dern gave the better performance. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so no surprise there. No surprise. I feel like this is going to be the one category that we can't even predict any like any craziness for it's just going to be that one lock category we get every year yeah do you think this is kind of off topic but because j-lo didn't get nominated for a bafta do you think that reduces her chance of getting an oscar nomination? no i don't think yeah. so at all i don't know why they didn't nominate no her. i mean they margot nominated... robbie's not getting one for once upon Absolutely time in not. so i don't she's her and Laura Dern are a lock, basically and then th- that's the one category where and we... margot robbie i would put it Margot bombshell yeah not once not, upon a time. Yeah. But now we have like two performances that can go to basically eight different actresses mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and then Pirvanka Chopra and Nick Jonas presented Best Television Series Musical or Comedy. They had some windy banner going on because this isn't date night. And yeah, and Nick Jonas was like pretty fancy event. And she was like, Yeah, but this doesn't count as our date night. And then they and this then just they went back to back. back to back, and like uh, the and just full pose, house theme yeah. song played. Um, went to Fleabag again. No surprise. No, no surprise whatsoever. Kind of uh, Ansel Elgort and Dakota Fanning presented Best Original Song. Ansel Elgort, yeah. I think, was intoxicated. Absolutely. He came out on stage, and. Dakota Fanning said her bit, and then he was very confused. He looked at her for at least 10 seconds before realizing it was his turn to speak. And then he sang, the nominees are, and uh, then came back. And when they announced that the winner was I'm Gonna Love Me Again by Rocket Man, Dakota Fanning said, she looked at him before she said it as though they were going to say the name together. She said Rocket Man. And then a good 10 seconds later, he yelled, Rocket Man. <laughs> so I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Pretty I think, yes, he was probably very drunk. Um, I don't know. I guess I can see why people think that Ansel Elgort is attractive, but his hairstyles. No, it was not The good. past four years have not been attractive. Baby Driver hairstyle, I thought was Was decent. it though? I thought it was good. Was it? I I wasn't a huge fan of it. This certainly wasn't. This no. was a crazy half mullet. It half seemed like he, he was going for the Jimmy Neutron hair, but didn't put enough gel in his hair yeah. and just kind of fell. It did seem that way. It was very weird. But like we said, Rocket Man won. Elton John said that this was the first award he's ever won with Bernie Tappan before. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, How you many- would assume that like at the Grammys they give it 
they probably gave him best song at some point. We saw all the songs that they wrote yeah. together in Rocket Man. I can't believe that that's the first award that they've ever won for a song before. And also, I could have sworn that the oh, that Elton John and the other dude like won the Oscar for for Tarzan, right? That was Phil Collins. Connor. Oh, sorry, I'm, I apologize. It was Lion King. King. Yeah, sorry, goodness gracious. I'm sorry, I mixed up my Disney movies. So, because I know he won it with someone else, and I thought. It, it was for him. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this? Was this surprising? I'm not mad. I thought on the day I found out that uh, Beyonce was actually going to be in attendance. And I did not think that Beyonce was going to be in attendance. And she actually didn't show up. I found this out the other day until Kate McKinnon was giving her speech. Because do you remember it cut back to her and Jay-Z and they were both standing? Oh. They had just arrived then. Oh. That's why they were standing. Um, and I didn't think that she was going to be in attendance. So I kind of thought after I figured that out that they were going to give it to her. Because, because she's there. Beyonce actually came <laughs> and she wasn't presenting an award. She wasn't performing her song. She was literally just sitting there. And I feel like if you don't give Beyonce an award for just coming to your event at all, you're doing her an injustice. Well, she's Beyonce. On so. its own. So I thought that she was going to win then. And and obviously she didn't win it to Elton John. But I mean, it's Beyonce. Yeah. Do we think that she, that song's going to get an Oscar nomination? Spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I, I would say, yeah. It, went, it was like uh, in the top ten on the charts. For, oh, at some was. Po- I okay. think so. What? Mostly because it's Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. And they want a Beyonce performance. They're hoping Absolutely. they can get one. Absolutely. They they were devastated when Cats <laughs> took Taylor away. Swift yeah. didn't get it. Kudos to her. She yeah. showed up. I didn't think she was going to show up. Ricky Gervais made at least three cat jokes in his monologue alone. So that probably was tough to endure. Um, can you tell me where this song showed up in Rocket Man? I'm assuming end credits because that's where all songs, I think, that get Oscar okay. nominations and because they didn't I don't even remember they didn't even play the song at the globes and i was hoping that they would do it so i could be like oh right i remember that they didn't so it I could have been a musical number i don't know but i'm just going to assume it was at the end credits okay. um sasha baron cohen introduced jojo rabbit and then zoe kravitz and jason momoa cutest father-daughter duo uh introduced supporting actress in a series it went to patricia arquette for the act the fourth award in a row that, that she's won. is impressive. She won at last year's Globes and SAG Awards for Escape at Danamora. She won the Emmy and this award for the act. She'll probably win the SAG. Well, probably. actually, I don't know, because she'll be going up against Michelle Williams in that category. Oh, yeah. So that'll be an interesting debate to have. Um, she gave probably the most political speech of the night. It was a very yeah. depressing speech, because it was basically like, we're all screwed. <laughs> we're all gonna die well. soon and i felt that like that was the majority of her yeah speech, we're all gonna die anyway like gervais said in his monologue we're all gonna die and there's no sequel this time around um and i felt like after that point then like all the other political speeches kind of happened yeah i kind of feel like they weren't gonna do political things and then people started to say yep. something and they were like well i mean You'd say that, I Maybe, guess. yeah. Like, she's always given political speeches. Yeah. And, like, all those awards that we mentioned, she was has always given political stuff before. Um, so she won for that. And then 
Kravitz and Momoa stuck around and introduced Best Actress in a Television Series Drama. Again, no surprise, and went to Olivia Coleman for The Crown, I, which it should have. Yeah. She gave the best There was a second I thought it was going to be Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't. She gave, again, a great speech. It would have been nice to hear all of it, but our have Hulu you, feed cut out. Have you noticed that whenever she wins an award, she holds it like, it's her child. Yeah. She just kind of that. like cradles it. Yeah. She did that with her Oscar and it was just, you could, it seems like I thought she was going to like just rock it yeah. just a little bit. But yeah. I did notice that yeah. this time around for the first time. Yeah. yeah. That was just that. That's kind of, I've we'll, never seen anyone do that. We'll have two more award shows with her probably. Yeah. Predicting that she'll get an Emmy nomination. So we'll, we'll have to look out for that again. No, if she, she's nominated for the SAG, right? Yeah. So if she just, holds it like that That's when there's a ta- tough, when there's a table there yeah then we just when then we're just gonna be like okay and that's gonna she be just tough holds because the, award, the like, award the guy actually holds like a mask out in front of him it's just gonna be poking her shoulder the whole yeah, time she whole does time. that um and then Charlize theron uh introduced tom hanks who was awarded the cecil b demille award somehow before somehow after jeff bridges jeff bridges got it yeah. last year we got uh Three incredible speeches in a row for the Cecil B. DeMille from George Clooney, uh, Meryl Streep, and then Oprah Winfrey. And then we got the great Jeff Bridges speech, which he opened with going, this is really cool, man, in the Big Lebowski-esque voice. Um, Charlize Theron, we were both confused why she was introducing it to Tom Hanks, because they had never been in a movie together. We thought evidently she was in Splash, which Hmm. I didn't realize. Um, and then Tom Hanks came up and was Tom Hanks. Yeah, There's no other really way to good. describe it. Yeah, he was gave a really good speech. I think his speech was better than Ellen DeGeneres. I would, I, I could agree with that. It wasn't yeah. as, well, it was still kind of funny yeah. because he admitted that he was on a lot of cough medicine because he had a cold <laughs> yeah. over the weekend. Um, and then, you know, I always know that Tom Hanks is in like a ton of my favorite movies, but it just takes a montage for me to realize that he is in a ton of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's insane how many movies he's in. Yeah, how many successful movies. And that even leads you to go, it's crazy that this dude hasn't gotten an Oscar nomination since 2000. Yeah, but who knows? That could change this year. It could change this year. And then Antonio Banderas and Helen Mirren presented best director uh this one kind of surprising went yeah. to sam mendez for 1917 that was a little strange because i yeah. yeah just the fact that he was going up against quentin tarantino and martin scorsese that's what i thought would disqualify him immediately but he ended up winning it. I don't really know what to say. I'm still kind yeah. of speechless that he won. Like it's well, still I kind of, of understand why. I mean, it's one shot. I but... know, but and you said like after he won, I just assumed like you said that you assumed that he didn't that he wasn't going to win because Alejandro Giannaritu didn't win for yeah, Birdman. Bird Man. And then at that moment, I was like, oh wait, that year Boyhood came out, and that took twelve years to make. So that kind of gave it an edge. Yeah, I I, I I haven't seen we haven't seen 1917 yet, um, but you've seen the behind the scenes footage video yes. at least a thousand times. Yes, because I'm YouTube. so interested in that. Yeah, um, it's just kind of it was just kind of really surprising because, like we said, it wasn't a film 
that was as popular as The Irishman or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or even Parasite. Or even Parasite. Or Joker. It was the least popular movie out of all yeah, the nominees. You and I both had Bong Joon Ho for uh for Parasite. Dude. And it's just it's yeah. still kind of weird. Even after all these days I've had to mull it over, I still can't really come up with an explanation. One shot, I guess. I don't really know what. So other if he reason. wins the Oscar, uh, and it's the second director that we've had within a six-year span to win it, because they do the long shot, that's kind of just yeah. that's getting into the range of anytime you do a long shot, you're guaranteed to win best director. But I feel like Birdman was different, mostly because of the other nominees. No, it that was year. it was different, and then this is obviously a war movie, yeah. so it's obviously harder to do. And once we see it, we might have a different interpretation of it. I don't know. Should have should Wes Anderson have won for Grand Budapest? Yeah, Grand Budapest. Uh, I don't know. Quick side note: I think I still don't know between the two. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, oddly enough, Kate Blanchett introduced Joker, which was just really <laughs> weird, and then once. But it was helpful because once she said something incredible about Joaquin Phoenix's performance, I was like, oh, crap, what did I do picking Adam Driver? Like, after she said that. But anyway, Tiffany Haddish and Salma Hayek, they introduced Best Actress in a miniseries or television film. Uh, Keep in mind, we went through, like, four movies nominations. And then they just went to the last two. Uh, it's, It's crazy. Um, it went to Michelle Williams for Fosse Baradin, further uh, proving my theory that nobody actually watched Unbelievable, which I guess is fine. You guys will watch what you want to watch, Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, maybe it's too depressing of a show, they thought. I guess, maybe. Uh, although it is Michelle Williams, yeah. and I love Michelle Williams winning everything, anything. She won the Emmy for this. Her speech at the Emmys was about gender pay equality. Here, it was about... Um, pro-choice having uh the women having the right to choose and voting that way uh come election time it was kind of just like bizarre of a of a statement to bring up a little bit an issue just because just because we had it seemed like it was going to be so focused on the wildfires in australia and the situation in iran and so it was just kind of it felt kind of like out of left field but it was an incredible speech it was absolutely you can tell that she prepares for these speeches so much mm-hmm. and she like does she it takes as them very seriously yeah, yeah as though she's actually like performing a monologue in a movie or something loved her dress didn't love it as much as her emmy's dress but it, she's it was still an incredible dress subscribe for connor's opinion on dresses at the golden globes well i i don't know somebody's got to bring it up right we got to talk about it i mean we do it better than ryan seacrest in the e-red carpet um burn oh Tiffany Haddish kind of got on my nerves a little bit because you could hear her throughout Michelle yeah. Williams' speeches clapping and going preach, preach over and over again. And I was kind of just like let her That talk. kind of took you out of it? Yeah, like I just kept noticing that. And then uh, Best Miniseries or Television Film, it went to Chernobyl. And this is so interesting because when I watched Chernobyl, I knew that I was watching just an incredible miniseries and an incredible show. But this has been two award shows in a row now that I've been upset that Chernobyl has beat at the Emmys. It beat When They See Us, and then here it beat Unbelievable. And that's twice in a row that I've been upset that Chernobyl has won, which I shouldn't be because it's a, it's, a, it's a great show. But it just is not as 
I don't think it's as good as the those other two shows, nor would it be as uh, greater of a statement if either of those two shows had had won. Okay, but and then <laughs> don't really have a say in it. Again, Tiffany Haddish. Again, she, you could she was just like pretending to be with the yeah. Chernobyl <laughs> that was people really up on stage. It was it was kind of a lot for me. Um. And then uh, we got Wesley Snipes introducing Dolomite is my name. Good for them. Got yeah. a free trip to the Golden Globes. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Paul Rudd introduced best original score. Went to for Joker. Wow. And she became a nigh. This is how much research we do into all this. Neither one of us knew that she was a female. Yeah. We both in our sexist uh biased white male perspective thought that she was a man and she became the first individual woman to ever win best score at the globes i said that the score was a little too obscure i thought at least for the hfpa oh and oh i thought you meant in general i thought no, you meant no, no, just no. in general and I not was the like, movie what? just like the score was too obscure for the hfpa and the academy and it does that doesn't seem the case anymore no i don't i think now I'm reading. She, now I hope yeah, she now wins. I'm That'd be that great because she, she would be the first individual female to ever win the Oscar for best original score. Um, and then Lopez and Paul Rudd stuck around for best supporting actor in a motion picture. Two two very separate things. I don't know why they very did though. Again, <laughs> we we've brought up enough times that the HFPA is bad at spacing these awards. Um, went to Brad Pitt for okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Can I ask you a question? All right. Is a- Anthony Hopkins going to show up at the Oscars no. if he gets a nomination? I don't think so. Is Joe Pesci going to show up at the Oscars if he gets a nomination? Both that, these people tough. were absent. Well, I feel like Anthony Hopkins won't show up because I feel like he understands that he's not going to win. And things. like we don't see a lot of like British actors. It seems they know like Maggie Smith never showed up for the Emmys when she would when she would win it for Downton Abbey. She would never show up. I would say Joe Pesci might show up. He clearly doesn't like these award shows, no, though. Obvi- he didn't well, like them when he was younger. He gave the shortest speech, mostly, I feel like, just because to get out of there at when the When he Oscars. won for Goodfellas, yeah. And now that he's older, I think that he just despises them. That's why he does, like, zero press for the Irishman. I don't think he did. I didn't see him in a single interview for the Irishman. Um Really, now I'm kind of rooting for Brad Pitt to win. Because he gave a great speech. I love his speech. It was a great speech. Yeah. He thanked uh, LDC, which I will forever call Leonardo DiCaprio. Screw Leo. We're now calling him LDC. <laughs> LDC. And that he said, is... LDC. Why did he add the C? I don't know. I don't know why you add the C. I guess LD isn't good enough. Yeah. And so you have to add the C. And then he uh, also told DiCaprio that he would have made room on the on the rats. Yeah, which kind of forgot about that. And then, of course, we got the famous shot of Jennifer Aniston staring into Bradley Cooper's eye, or Bradley Cooper, Brad Pitt's Brad. eyes, while he's giving the awards. And what does that mean? Does it mean that they're more than friends? Does it mean they're getting back together? They went to the same party and left at like five minutes apart. Five minutes apart. So, I mean, anything can happen. What? Bre- Brennifer Braniston watched Braniston. 2020. Braniston, Braniston watched Braniston. 2020. Um, yeah, I mean, we I picked him to win. You thought it was Pesci. Yeah. I, I hope, obviously, now he wins at the Oscars because it would be his first acting Oscar. He's won. Producing. 
<laughs> you always say, you always say it was B- his first Oscar. Nobody cares producing Oscar. Nobody cares about producing Oscar. Sorry, anybody who's won a producing Oscar. But when you're an actor, and you've been as in as many good movies as Brad Pitt, and are and is a cultural icon like he is, you you don't care about a producing Oscar. Well, I do, you Connor. Do. I so, do. Yeah, like your opinion matters. Come on. Hey. Uh, Chris Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson, Best Actor. In a motion picture, musical, or comedy, uh, Taron Edgerton for Rocket Man. Yeah, mm. Mm. which is yeah, fine. fine it's gonna. That. It's the same thing. I feel like with Best Director, I don't like that. To if he ends up winning the Oscar, which I think now he'll definitely get an Oscar nomination. I had him as a lock a while ago. Yeah, that probably when the SAG Awards came out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that two people in a row would win for playing a famous English musician. Yeah, that would two years in a row. If it were like a two or three year gap, I would have been fine with that. No, you wouldn't. I know you. You probably nope, would not have been fine with it. I know that Rocket Man is a better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody, and he gave a better performance than that. I, and it's not like I would have been stoked if DiCaprio or Murphy won. I felt the same way about him winning that I, I honestly didn't won. really see DiCaprio winning at all. I didn't really see much yeah. of a world in which you won because it's not. Like a comedy performance, mostly. It's no, like, it's definitely more of a grounded drama performance. Yeah. Yeah. So I really only had it between Edgerton and Murphy. This is, I think that this is the nail in the coffin for Murphy's best ass, best actor. Chances. <laughs> what? You almost said the A word. Oh, ass. Yeah. I almost said that. Yeah. I think I did say that. Well, I just said that. I think that this is the final nail in the coffin for that. I I don't see him. Yeah. I don't hmm. think he's on the bubble anymore. Sadly, but it's yeah. great. He had a that was the start of his comeback. Yeah, he's officially he's relevant again. Yeah, he's back. Daddy, he's back. Daddy Daycare. What three? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't do two. No, but he comes but back he for back. three. Well, I mean, Vin Diesel didn't do uh, Fast and Furious two, too fast, too furious. But he went back to do Fast and Furious three, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, and yeah. nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait the. They're making a ninth one, 2020 or 2021, one of those two. He's coming back for it. Um, And then Evans and Johansson stayed, introduced uh, actress in a motion picture musical or comedy, Aquafina, first Asian-American actor actor to win in any motion picture category at all, male or female. Mm -hmm. So she made history there. Great acceptance speech. She said if she falls on hard times, she can sell her Golden Globe. (laughs) Yeah. Really good speech. And no surprise here, I mean. No, compared to the other nominees, no. Yeah. And this now keeps her relevant, right? In yeah, the best I, think it, I think it kind of, like, really helped her. Yeah. It seemed. Because now it's like, like we said, it's kind of like her and Lupita Nyong'o, I feel like, fighting yeah. for that final place. Well, who got the uh, BAFTA nomination? I oh, forgot. I can't even remember. Jesse Buckley for Wild Rose, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I don't yeah. know if that's a British performance, and that's why they... They nominate it. You don't have to be so quietly. That's okay. She's tiptoeing her way through the through our studio. Yeah. So what if it's a playroom, Leah? And then, what did she say? <laughs> she said, "Where's the milk?" Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I was just I was joking, pointing you out. You don't actually need to interrupt the podcast, Leah. Um, and then we got the same occurrence again. Jason Bateman and Naomi Watts introduced Marriage Story, 
for some reason. I guess it was nice to see Jason Bateman there. Yeah. But I was confused on why he was there. I kept cutting to him like seven times during the show, and I was like, yeah. why? Why is he there? Yeah. I was like, he was there evidently to introduce Marriage Story yeah. with Naomi Watts, of all people. And then Rachel Wise introduced the two popes. They did it again, and they did it later in the show. Yeah, it was. And oh it sucked. God. And then Pier- Pierce Brosnan and Will Ferrell introduced Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. It was probably the funniest bit not a lot of these presenters at no, all throughout the they, night they didn't bits. have a bit that was the most bit of the night yeah like it was will ferrell just saying over and over again how handsome pierce brosnan is yeah and it was probably just funny because will ferrell was just really funny yeah a lot of the things that will ferrell does wouldn't be funny otherwise yeah. like i feel like his character in old school is not as funny if it's, if it's not, not will, will ferrell. ferrell absolutely absolutely um no surprise here it went to once upon a time in hollywood Really bad speech. I think we were talking during most of it, but from the parts that I listened to, it was just a really awful speech by the producer. And they said, and this happened a lot, the announcer said that to present the award or to accept the award was Quentin Tarantino, and then Quentin Tarantino didn't do that. That happened a lot throughout the night. Yeah. they. I think they meant like holding the award or something. I guess. I don't know. And also, I'm, I'm confused. Why was Margot Robbie up there, but not Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio? She wasn't even up there to begin with, and then like Quentin Tarantino waved her on 20 seconds in, and then she got up on stage, and I think she thought that DiCaprio and Pitt would follow her, but nobody did, so yeah. she was just standing up there. And Brad, it cut to Brad Pitt. He was the only person at that table. Yeah. Like, there were like five chairs next to him. There was no one there. Where's he was DiCaprio? The only one. Bathroom break, maybe? I, no, it cut to him, and he was like in a completely different table. Oh, okay. It seemed. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Glenn Close introduced Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. Joaquin Phoenix took it home for Joker. You and I both had this wrong. It's just, it's so hard to compare the two performances. No, you can't. No way can you. So it, it's just going to be such a struggle now. But I do think that this was really helpful for Phoenix. Absolutely. And I don't want to say that Driver doesn't have a chance at winning any of the other ones. But now knowing that so many actors liked his performance and thought it was mm-hmm. incredible, that certainly, I think, helps him in the long run. And it was a very Joaquin Phoenix speech. I don't know why people were so he's, surprised by how yeah. awkward and weird it was. He's, That's Joaquin Phoenix. He never does interviews, and I think the reason why is because he has no idea what to say. Or the say. interviews that he does, he always does bits with yeah. them that are... He I, loves didn't he, cringe humor. Didn't he say, like, he was engaged at one point of like david letterman he said he was engaged but he wasn't i don't something. know maybe i didn't know that he was he was in a relationship with rooney mara he was i didn't realize that that was her oh really yeah that he kept talking to so his speech was kind of all over the place he set down his golden globe yeah and then started talking about what was first the fires in australia i think and then it went into animals and going vegan and then he ripped on celebrities who took a private jet to the Globes. And it was just all over the place. He yeah. said at one point voting was important, but we just need to be better people in general. It was just uh, weird. Yeah. If he was, wins the it Oscar, was... it'll be very interesting yeah. to hear a speech then. <laughs> yeah. Because that will be his first ever Oscar win. So. Yeah. And like, what, fourth nomination or something? Yeah. Yeah. Master, Walk the Line. Yeah. I think. Yeah, fourth, because he also got nominated for Gladiator. There you go. Um, Rami Malek introduced Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. It went to, of course, Renee Zellweger for Judy, yeah. which you and I saw 
a couple hours before the Globes, and she was incredible. And I I really liked the movie in general. Yeah, it, it was a really good movie. If that turns into like a Gary Oldman situation where everyone thinks that he's going to get nominated, but no one expects the movie to get a Best Picture nomination, I would be fine with yeah, that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I thought it was a really well ex- executed movie biopic biopic especially yeah well and to say biopic like even though they do do the main flashback is her during the wizard of oz and that opening scene in general was really good that was good where it goes from the yellow brick road and then it goes over the set pieces and everything that's really that's incredible uh it was it's very bummer of a movie i knew the basic stuff about judy garland as much as a film fan knows um but I did not know that they basically gave her, you know, diet pills at age eight. That was very sad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could watch the movie again. And I knew that it was going to end with Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I knew we were going to get yeah. that at some point. I didn't know. That, that, was, that, a, the, that was a great final line, though. Yeah. I, I, the way Renee Zellweger said, promise you won't forget me. I thought yeah. it was really emotional. And then that's it. And then, it yeah. Goes, yeah. Um, her speech, not so good. No. I thought she gave a pretty oh, good Oh, yeah, speech. Joaquin Phoenix and Renee Zellweger were the only people played off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we didn't Joaquin even mention Phoenix. that. Like, how far were we? Three hours in? Yeah. Into the Globes? Well, we were about four minutes into his speech, and so I'm not... They just wanted to wrap it up, though. Like, that's the problem with getting the last award of the night, is everyone just really wants to go home. But um, I thought that he would definitely be the person to go, no, 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 don't play me off at all. I And I hate it when people do yeah. that, and so I was happy that he didn't do that. And Renee Zellweger, she like she was huge at the Golden Globes. She was like nominated three years in a row and won like two years in a row. But she acted like this was her like her first time there. I think she said it was her first time in seventeen years there. It was just a really bad speech. I barely remember it. Yeah. It it was bad, it was weird. Yeah. Um, well, I think she's just like Joaquin Phoenix, a really awkward person yeah seems. but i think she does interview better than joaquin phoenix well, yeah. i did listen to her awards chatter podcast and it was pretty bad but i could only imagine what it would be like if joaquin phoenix did it it'd be three <laughs> hours long and yeah he took a lot of pauses too he did take a lot of pauses, and he like covered his mouth a lot too like well because he was so he was so surprised i think when he won and it yeah. took him a while to get up on stage course he's leaning back in his chair i'd expected his feet up on the table (laughs) oh my god i remember when he was nominated for the for the master Mm -hmm. and it like you know they did the joaquin phoenix for the master it cut to him and he was just like it seemed very angry and he was just shaking his head like nope nope yeah it was i don't know why he was so angry and then that leads us to the last award of the night sandra bullock uh, introduced best motion picture drama. It went to 1917. Uh, evidence that Hollywood will do anything to not have to declare that a Netflix movie yeah. was the best. Three movie nominated. Three nominated in that category. And Netflix overall had the most nominations of the night, including film and television, with 24, and it only went home with two nominations. Wins, not nominations. Wins, sorry, wins. Um, zero film award wins. Oh no, wait. I guess Marriage yeah, Story. Dark. I was about to say because I was about to say that Marriage Story got shut out. The Irishman. Yeah. Got nothing. nothing. We basically declared the Irishman a Best Picture winner on last year's Oscars night, 
and we it went home with the nothing. only trailer we saw was just a bullet flying down but we saw scorsese yeah. de niro pesci and pacino we we're like that's gonna win yeah doesn't matter what it is it's gonna win so and i thought that that might be the case just because we had 1917 was like the least likely maybe the two popes was yeah. of actually winning but i was thinking like wouldn't it be crazy if they really didn't want to give something to netflix I feel like the Oscars is like would let Netflix movies win. Didn't we say that last year about Roma? It did. What do you mean? It did win a lot. It won. Oh wait, it didn't win Best Picture. That's what matters. Like I, I, Laura Dern. Like they can give other wins in the in the technical categories and stuff to Netflix movies. But in the end, are they going to give the big award of the night to a Netflix movie? And I don't know. You and I are raised on Netflix. We don't see the problems that they see where Netflix is destroying cinema because you don't have to go out to a theater to watch it. You can just watch it at home. We don't really understand that. But obviously, people in the Academy and the HFPA have a problem with that. And so they give this to it to this film that was maybe the least seen of the bunch. Yeah. I, I think Once Upon a Time has way better chance of winning than 1917. Yeah, which is another scary, which is another thing to think about. That's not a Netflix movie. So. And also, Oscars, they love, like, not only period pieces, but period pieces set in Hollywood yeah. and about Hollywood. They do love anything They do. Lo- they love anything Hollywood. Anything actor-related, they yeah. love. And I think that's what it has 